Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 9, message titled, Multiply. Verse 15, and so they, and they did so and made them all sit down. So he instructs his disciples in verse 14 to have them in groups of 50. He wants them in order. And God is a God of order. I love this. I, I've been in situations where people are like, you know, we shouldn't plan it. We just want to let the spirit move. I've seen people get on to the stage to give their message. And they say, I've just been waiting for the Lord to give me a message. And I I feel like I didn't prepare anything because I wanted the Spirit to move. And then it was pretty obvious that the Spirit wasn't moving because they didn't prepare. And, and that's just sad. You know, and it shouldn't be that way because God, he, he gives us things to do, doesn't He? He doesn't just tell us just to, you know, just trust the Lord and just move forward. No, He tells us, put up a building. He tells us, set out chairs. He tells us, pass out bulletins. You know, and he, we, as we pray and ask God, He wants us to do the basic things. And, and, and yet all, the whole time we know that we cannot do anything that he's expecting us to do. We can't make people bored again, but we can share the gospel. We can't make people grow in their faith, but we can hold church services or small groups and we can organize things. But those things come from the Lord, right? We can make bulletins and set up chairs and prepare messages and set up retreats and all those things. But Jesus provides everything as we do those things. He provides everything and he tells us how to arrange the people and how to set things up and, and, and how to pass things out. That's what we get to do. And that's what he has his disciples do. He has them arrange everybody and then pass things out. Is the Spirit of God in stacking chairs and printing bulletins and, and making plans? Of course he is. When I was uh, young in the ministry, I was my wife and I did children's, we were the head of the children's ministry at Calvary Boise. We were getting ready to do a huge lesson on Genesis and, and Noah's, Noah's flood and everything and Noah's ark and all that. And, and I had, you know, for the program that we were doing, I had to paint this big rainbow. And as I, I'm painting this giant rainbow, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I know it was the Holy Spirit because I would have never had this thought otherwise, but it was just a thought. And it was a weird thought because the thought was, you're not doing that by faith, Mike. And I was like, what does faith have anything to do with painting the rainbow? It has to get done for the program that we're doing. And then as the Holy Spirit began to minister to me, to help me to understand, open my understanding as to what he was talking about, he was saying to me, you need to do this believing that I'm going to use it for my glory. Believing that you painting this rainbow is going to have an effect on a little kid. It's going to create wonder and imagination in his mind, and it's going to draw him close to the Lord. And I realize it's not just that. I need to do everything by faith. I need to clean toilets if I'm on the cleaning ministry. I need to clean toilets by faith. I need to mop floors by faith. I need to set up communion or I need to set up coffee or I need to do whatever I'm doing by faith, believing that God can use it. 
Because what happens if somebody comes for the first time and maybe their, their margins are pretty narrow, they, they don't know the Lord, they walk into a church, they seem to be greeted and everything seems to be nice, but then they go into the bathroom and something's bad. There's not much worse than something being bad when you need to go to the bathroom. My wife and I, we discovered this, actually she discovered it when she went to the bowling alley the other day. We were taking our kids bowling, which was a great time. We all had a wonderful time. The bowling alley was wonderful until she walked into the bathroom and she saw that somebody had missed. She was like, you know, what happened in here? And she comes out and she's like, we are never coming back to this bowling alley again. I was like, the men's room was fine. I'm sure it was just a one-time thing. I'm sure that they don't have a bomb go off in the bathroom every time, but we're never going back to that bowling alley again. Why? Because the bathroom was a mess. And yet we go in and we do our work for the Lord and the Lord gives us an opportunity to make things acceptable. It's not chaotic. Nobody's going to get missed because he set them down in groups of 50. You know, chaotic it could be with 5,000 people, including women and children, and there's no order or rhyme or rhythm to it. If you want to look at a, 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 at a church that had a lot of problems when it comes to order and doing things the right way, it's the church of Corinth. Now you have to understand something about the church of Corinth, and that was a, it, this was a church that came short in no spiritual gift. They were absolutely filled with the Spirit. Every gift of the Holy Spirit was in operation within that church. But Paul says they're carnal, they're selfish, they're not waiting for one another. They're hurting each other and they're chaotic. There's no order within their services. And so he spends a great amount of time within that, that epistle telling them how they need to clean things up, how they need to arrange things better. And in fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, he, he punctuates the gift of administrations. Those are the people who have the gift of chairs. The gift of organizing things and setting things up and making sure things are right and nice and on time. And he tells them with great clarity in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. You see, they were doing things crazy like you'd walk into church and everybody would be speaking in tongues at the same time. He's like, you can't do that. And so he gives them instructions on how they're supposed to do that in an orderly fashion. And then he says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40, let all things be done decently and in order. And so Jesus gives us things to do, to order things, to set things up, to, to make things go smoothly. I, I love in Facing the Giants, there was a, I, I think it was, the, I can't even remember who, who, what the circumstance, but I just remember the, the, the quote was in that movie where uh, uh, somebody was saying to somebody else that two farmers were praying for rain for their crops. He says, one farmer went out and prepared his field. The other one just prayed. He says, which one really believed God? It's the one who prepared his field. And so God calls us to move forward and to do what we can do, even though it's not what he has to do, right? What, he, what we need him to do, which is everything. Verse 16, it says, he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitudes. So the miracle takes place as Jesus blesses this. And, and, and I want you to understand when Jesus blesses and broke, he's not blessing the food so much. I mean, 
we, we say, who's going to say the blessing? But honestly, the blessing is a blessing to God. That's what it's supposed to be, right? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort. You know, blessed be the God who creates the bounty that we're about to eat. You know, I don't pray like that when I pray. But I thank God for the food that we're about to receive because he provided it. I thank God when we're getting ready to go on a vacation. God, thank you so much for providing this vacation for our family. God, thank you so much for this new car that you've given us. Thank you so much for this, whatever opportunity we have. And we, we're constantly, in the morning we thank God, in the, in the evening we thank God. And we even thank God through the trials. Lord, I know that this trial that I'm going through, this difficulty I've just experienced, Lord, you're using it to refine me. I thank you for, even for that. I know that you're going to get us through, and I thank you that you will get us through this. Because God is always there, and he's worthy of our praise, and he's worthy of our thanks. And I think that's, that's essential when you sit down to a meal that you give thanks. You know, I have somebody in my family who never gives thank, thanks when we eat. He just, he just gets in there and starts eating like a slob without even acknowledging God. But I can't blame him because he eats out of a bowl on the ground and his name is Gus. He's absolutely disgusting. He gives up as all slobbery. He doesn't even care about God because he's not created in the image of God. He, he might be grateful to me, but he doesn't understand that God is the provider of all good things. And so Jesus does. And as he does that, God is in control over the natural order and, and he begins to multiply. Think about this. It's not just dough. It's not grain and, and more water or whatever they make the bread with. It's, it's baked bread that's being multiplied. It's salted and cured and cooked fish that's being multiplied. The cooking and everything is there. And if I know anything about Jesus, it probably tasted better than mom's. As he, as he multiplied it, it began to multiply. We see that God, remember, he, he provides water, it turns water into wine and causes oil and flour to never run out. Remember the widow who came to Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 4? She says, Master, my husband is dead and the creditors are coming. They're going to take away my two sons and make them slaves. And he says, what do you want me to do for you, woman? What do you have in the house? She says, I have nothing but a jar of oil. And he says, go quickly to all your neighbors, borrow vessels, not just a few, and go into the house, you and your sons, and shut the doors and pour out the oil. And when they're full, take the oil and sell it and pay off your debt and, and live on the rest. So she goes with her sons and they go to, to their neighbors and borrow vessels, great and small, and they go into the house and she closes the door behind her. And as she's filling the jars, she calls to her son, bring me another vessel. And he says, there are no more. So the oil ceased. And so they went and sold the oil, paid their debt, and then they lived on the rest. Because God provides, he cares about the widows and the orphans. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.